face. Part of this was them being worried about me. Your clothes are ruined, Penelope, was the first thing he said. It was so obviously not why they were mad at me. I didn't know how to answer. And he'd used my real name. No Penny, no Pumpkin, no Princess. My lower lip started to wobble. Please don't let me break down crying. May I see your new inventions? He asked next. The concern and real curiosity in his voice gave me strength. Held back the tears. I was in trouble, but he wasn't mad, exactly. I unbuckled the rotors from my forearms and ankles. It took some fiddling. They had to be securely fastened to work, after all. When I pushed them across the table, he picked one up, turning it over and over, examining the mechanisms. I followed up with my linking rings and Dad's boxing glove gun, just to be sure. One of Mom's hands settled on my head and the other on my shoulder, her thumb massaging the back of my neck. You can sit down, Penny, she said. The tone was still blank, but the use of my name, the comforting touch, all calculated to let me know I was in trouble, deep trouble, but not yelling and disowning trouble. Under the circumstances, that was a relief. This thing is spring-powered. I'm not kidding, Dad mumbled to Mom. I'd impressed and amused him. But not her. She sat down in the remaining chair, folded her hands, and looked me straight in the eyes. You have never attended a football game before, or even expressed interest. You went armed, with brand new weapons you made yourself. How did you know there would be trouble? I pulled out the crumpled sheet of paper with the challenge on it, and slid it over. What did those dark blue eyes see when she looked it over? The phrasing, the condition of the paper, the handwriting. What did Mom know just by glancing at it? I was not stupid enough to ask. Dad was still trying to find a way to pry open my rotor and peer into the workings, but his real attention was on us. Mom asked the next impersonal, business-like question. Why would someone challenge you to a duel? My mouth opened to answer, but I swerved away from Cassie's name. Too personal. She left a trap in the computer lab last month. Not bad enough to hurt anyone, she didn't say who it was for, but I I got mad she burned out my computer and deactivated the trap. It's not her fault the school didn't tell us, Bibi, Dad said, his tone quiet and gentle. My eyes stung. Now I was on the edge of crying just from relief. Especially when Mom agreed. No, it's not. I still wasn't out of the woods. She leaned forward, and in that blank, watching face, there was still no path to safety. Why didn't you tell an adult? My mind went blank. I had no answer to that. When my silence made that clear, she tried again. Why didn't you refuse? Excuses ran through my fingers like water. They would all be lies. It hadn't occurred to me. I'd leaped on the opportunity like a cat on a mouse. Dad spoke next, laying my flying invention back on the table. By accepting that first challenge, 
You told anyone paying attention that you were a superhero. Fair game for anything they wanted to try. When you accepted this second challenge, you confirmed it. You're not ready for that, even though you think you are, Mom added. What she didn't know, thank Tesla, was that I had two months' worth of highly successful experience as a supervillain, defeating adults, not kids. I was smart enough not to argue, and smart enough to know she could read those hints of defiance. Dad let out a very heavy sigh, collapsing back onto his creaking chair. He rubbed the bridge of his nose, under his glasses. What are we going to do about this, baby? If Penny apologizes or something, will this go away? The interrogation was over. Even Mom relaxed. A little. And my panic inched down because...